What's going on, you guys? And welcome to the playoffs. Hell yeah, brother. Heck Ooh, yeah, man. For, you, for those of y'all week one of playoffs, it's time to get that uh, lineup right. See who's not performing, who is performing. And then for those of y'all, it's the last week. I know some people have their last week of season this week. It's crunch time, baby. It's time to get in or be kicked out. It really is crunch time, and I kind of like this time because on the waiver wires, it's not going to be as busy or as active because uh, you're only going to have, you know, four, maybe five players trying to get certain uh, players off the waiver wire. So you have a pretty good chance of of getting some of these players. And, guys, honestly, so much is happening right now, uh, not just with injuries, but with COVID-related uh, outings for these players. So... It's tight in the waiver wire. I'm not going to lie. It is very tight right now. A lot of people are handcuffed. Uh, but we still got to grind it out. We still got to do it. <laughs> right now, I think the biggest concern for most fantasy players is the running back position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of guys questionable. You see that Q on there all the time or the D for doubtful. And it just scares you, man. Even though it's so early on in the week. Uh, you still want to hear some good news from those guys. But if you don't, we got some pickups for y'all here today. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Um, you ever played Xbox when you were younger? Yeah. And you saw the ring of death when oh. you turn on your Xbox and it turns red. And you and you're turn just it like, off and you're just like. <laughs> and you wait and you, you're like, you don't want to push it again because yeah, it turns yeah. red again. And you're like, oh. You say a quick prayer, you do whatever, you light some candles, unplug it, plug it back in, and then you ch- <laughs> turn it on, hoping that it's just green and that's it. Yeah, that's man. how it feels whenever you see your running backs as questionable or doubtful. Um, especially hurt me these past couple of weeks with uh, Henderson, the running back from the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, it's just nonstop, man. You can't catch a break. Uh, even with players like Lamar Jackson, who is a, a focal point in some players' fantasy leagues or fantasy teams, and he goes out with an ankle injury. So that's huge. That's a huge impact. But, uh, I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We're going to grind out the waiver wire, see who's available and who's actually going to help out your team. And we've been saying this all all season long. It's all about matchups, but now it really is about matchups, and it's going to be harder to do it week by week. So you kind of want to aim for players that have a favorable next three weeks you know to get you through the fantasy playoffs so you're not trying to grind on the waiver wire or just relying on that because uh those players are not in in the playoffs i mean those the players that they had they're dead that's it they're not going to be dropping them they're not going to be whatever it's just you and whoever else is in the playoffs and i think everyone should be in the playoffs right or is there like a small percentage that people are still in in the regular season uh, I'm not too sure on the percentages, but I know I know a lot of people usually like to have their playoffs early because they hate when uh, teams that are doing extraordinary well, and those guys are usually the guys you get your points from on fantasy. They sit mm-hmm. their best players in the, like sometimes the last two weeks, 
Um, so I know like in my leagues or like the leagues that we're in, we started early. So our playoffs are already starting this week. Yes, yes, it is, you guys. And uh, like we talked about the whole quarterback situation, like Lamar Jackson, that is huge. Uh, Russell Wilson seems to be back. We saw a little bit of the old Russell Wilson against the Houston Texans. Um, but still, there you still need to address the quarterback situation. Even looking at Cap Newton, he's splitting reps with the, the other quarterback there in Carolina. And he it's just said right now that they're going to continue to split those reps so I'm going to say I'm going to talk about a quarterback that I've been talking about for the past three weeks. And honestly, I understand, you know, some of y'all don't believe me or didn't believe me. <laughs> but I'm talking about Taysom Hill, you guys. He's only owned in 12 percent of leagues and he's had back to back 23 plus points games. You guys back to back. And I know his upcoming schedule. He has the Bucks next. And I get what you're thinking. Okay, the Bucks, they're a good team. They could hold them back. But you know what? That's going to force the New Orleans Saints to start passing the ball. So I could definitely see Taysom Hill still tearing it up, getting a 20-point game against the Buccaneers. And after that, they got Miami. They got Carolina. And for those of you who have a late playoff run, they have Atlanta after that. That's a very favorable matchup. He's going to be that point machine. He's going to lead you up. Unfortunately, I have Lamar Jackson, and he's injured. That's in my 14-man league. And I went to go look for Taysom Hill, and he's gone. He's out of there. Uh, I think someone had dropped uh, Derek Carr, so uh, that's probably going to be my best bet there. But Taysom Hill, guys, he's only owning 12%. If he's available in your league, go pick him up, you guys. He's going to thrive during the fantasy playoffs. He just he tore it up these past two weeks, and he just got back, injury or no injury. He's Taysom Hill, and he is the fantasy, I don't want to say legend, but, you know, He's one. He's up there in the in royalty category when it comes to fantasy points. Not bad, man. Yeah, I have I have quite a bit of quarterbacks here based upon matchups. Uh, one of the guys I want to talk about is y'all's quarterback, Jimmy G. Y'all have a very favorable match, like next three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's gonna be y'all playing Atlanta, Tennessee, and the Texans. Uh, the Texans are supposed to be the better team against the pass, but hasn't really shown this year. So I don't know what fantasy goes off of on those things, but I think it's just because they're running the ball half the time because the score is so high against them. So they don't have as many passing yards against them. But I think Jimmy G is a good guy to pick up if he's not, uh, if he is available in your league. He's only in 14.8% of the leagues. And I know he's picked up in ages because of uh, the pettiness over there. <laughs> they don't want you to get they're super petty, and that's the league I have Lamar Jackson in. And just because, you know, I'm a, I'm a Niners fan, obviously, and I talk in this fantasy podcast, I talk about Jimmy G. We talked about him the past two weeks as well. Uh, yeah, he's not an outstanding quarterback, but he's a reliable quarterback. I'm not talking about playing-wise. talking about fantasy-wise. He's a reliable quarterback that's going to get you 16-plus uh, points a game. And like you said, they're going up against Atlanta, Tennessee. And I know you guys are thinking, oh, Tennessee, that's going to be tough. But not really because they, they give up a lot of points to quarterbacks. Uh, Houston, and for those of y'all late playoff, yes, they do play against L.A. But the last time they play, he played up against L.A., he got 16-plus points. So that, that's, a, that's a good positive route for you to go if Jimmy G is available. I know he's not available for me, but I'm more than sure he's available for y'all. Yeah, man, I definitely like the way he's playing right now. Uh, he's passing the ball to Kittle, uh, to Ayuk, and then if Debo's healthy, I mean, that's just another guy to pass to. Um, I think Mitchell being hurt kind of switches y'all's offensive schemes a little bit. 100%. Just because you can't pound the rock with uh, those other guys that you got. 
I think Jeff Wilson does a decent job, but not something that Elijah Mitchell does. Right. So I think he's a good guy to pick up. Uh, in the last, I think, seven weeks, he hasn't scored below 15, uh, except for one time when he's he only had 11 points. But everything else is 27, 19, 16, 15, 16, and then this past week is 20. So he's very consistent. I like the way he's playing. Uh, I don't like y'all's team, but I like the way he's playing for fantasy reasons. Uh, another guy I think that's going to do pretty god dang well is uh, Mr. Old Time himself, Big Ben. Oh, uh, Yeah. So far in the past two weeks, I've kind of wanted to talk about him, but I was kind of iffy with it because I didn't know what the wide receiver deal was over there. Um, but in the last two weeks against Baltimore and the Vikings, who are pretty decent, uh, he scored 19 and 24. He's got at least two touchdowns in both of those games, and he's going up against the Tennessee Titans this next week. And then after that is the Chiefs. Uh, those teams are not very good on defense against quarterbacks, so I think Ben Roethlisberger will probably have some uh, favorable matchups there. Uh, he's only owned in 15.3% of leagues. Uh, I just think the way he's going right now, in the past four weeks, he's only had one time where he hasn't had double-digit points, and that was against the Bengals when they freaking demolished them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's got 22, 8, 19, and 24 in the past four weeks. I think he keeps it up, and he has good games against the Titans and the Chiefs. Uh, other than that, I think the only other guy I really, really like I think is, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I think you do. Uh, but I like Tua. Yep. Uh, he, he's coming off a bye week. They've got they've settled some stuff out there, and there's a big circumstance there that we're going to talk about soon uh, for running backs. Uh, so I think he's going to be passing the ball because of that circumstance. He's going up against the Jets. He's going to have a game. He's not a rushing quarterback anymore, basically, but he is slinging the rock. Uh, the past three weeks, he's had 20, 13, and 17. And the last time he had 20 points in that game was against the Jets. So I think he has the same success. Uh, he went 27 for 33 in that game. And he had 273 yards and two touchdowns with, with one pick. So, I mean, he's not the best quarterback, but he is good against the Jets so far. And all the teams that are in green against quarterbacks. So I think he does well. And I think he might be able to take that momentum into New Orleans. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And, yeah, I had Tua um, on my mind as well. He does have a good matchup coming on against the Jets. I could definitely see him, like, especially if you're hurting with Lamar. Uh, he is day-to-day, and John Harbaugh already said that he sees Lamar playing this Sunday. But um, if you just want to play safe, you know, put Tua in. If he's available in your league, he's going to score some great points for you and help you advance in the playoffs until Lamar is uh, 100% healthy. Or you just might keep Tua in. So, I mean, it's, it's up to y'all. Uh, me personally, I think I'd rather have Lamar in than, than Tua, uh, healthy Lamar. But, um, but yeah, I know he's been real consistent this year. But let's address the, the, the main uh, concern when it comes to fantasy owners, and I do believe that is the running back position. Now, uh, as you, Vincent, as a Seattle Seahawks fan, you know who the biggest talk of the town is right now. So I'll let you take it away for the first pick. Yeah, man, I think right now the best guy out there in free agency because he's only owned in 1.6% of rosters is Rashad Penny. Uh, the game that I went to, luckily, 
Uh, he was our first-round pick back in 2018. Hadn't really done anything for the Seahawks, and they had even mentioned probably dropping him this year or cutting him from the team. Uh, luckily, they didn't because we were having uh, running back issues. Carson is out for the season. Adrian Peterson is out with back injury. Uh, Travis Homer, I believe, is out with a knee injury, but he's questionable this week. So Rashad Penny is getting the workload. He went 16 carries for 137 yards and two touchdowns. And that's because we really didn't even run it uh, too much uh, in this game. So he was very consistent. I see him being consistent because the matchups this next week, the matchup is hard against LA Rams, but I mean, the way he ran the rock, I think he's going to do decent. I think they're going to use him inside the red zone, especially if he's the only running back pretty much healthy besides Alex Collins. Collins hasn't been uh, good in the red zone, so I think we use Rashad Penny there. Um, but after that, they play Chicago and they play Detroit. And then well, last the last week they play Arizona as a divisional game. But I think after scoring 27.8 points, I think this guy is the best guy to pick up, especially because he's only owned in 1.6% of rosters. Luckily, I'm one of those guys in the one league that I made playoffs. I have him on my team already because I knew that he was going to come in and make some noise. Uh, but, yeah, Rashad Penny is the guy for me. I think he's – and that's not me being biased or anything. It's just the way that I saw him play against that, that weak defense. I think he got some momentum in there, and I think he will make some noise this next week. Not 27-point noise, but definitely <laughs> more than 12 points. Yeah, he's definitely the uh, running back for a to hold throughout the playoffs uh, because of his later matchups. I, I don't like his matchup against um, L.A., LA is very strong, but I can still see him putting up points, you know, if, if he's going to be part of that catching back, um, mainly because they don't have too many options there. But mm-hmm. you saw last night, Connor, I mean, he had a lot of points against uh, LA. So hopefully Rashad Penny could could do that for, for them. And I say hopefully because I think it would be the coolest thing ever if we had every team from the NS- NFC West to make it to the playoffs I think that would be awesome having Arizona, L.A., San Francisco, and Seattle. Not that I want to see him there, but I don't. Th- has it been done before? I don't think it has. But never, bro. Not even like the top three of a division. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that would be awesome. Um, there's this one guy I want to talk about. I'm not the biggest fan of him, and I know maybe one percent of fantasy uh, players drafted him. I am part of that one percent. And I regret it, but I want to talk about Mike Davis, uh, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons. <sighs> so he had 13 plus points in a back-to-back games. His uh, his attempts are getting higher; they're being more consistent. Uh, the past three weeks, he had five attempts, four attempts. This past game, he had 11, but his targets are being more consistent. Uh, it was four, four, and this past week it was six. So he is getting those targets, and you could actually see him taking away a little bit of the spotlight from Patterson. From yeah, from Patterson, and uh, I I could see Mike Davis, you know, glowing up, getting consistent points. Now I'm talking not RB two. I'm talking maybe uh, a mid RB three guy for your league just to have. And his upcoming matchups, he's going to against San Francisco, which I feel like they're real inconsistent when it comes to running backs. They can either play really well or really bad, just depending on what San Francisco team is showing up that day. And they're going up against Detroit and Buffalo, which Detroit, 
They're weak against the run. And Buffalo, they are known to be weak against the run. So I think Mike Davis can pull off from there. Um, so just in case, I know he's uh, he's owned in 57% of leagues, but he could be a good pickup for you, especially if something happens to Cordero Patterson. Um, another guy I really want to talk about, his name is Royce Freeman. Mm-hmm. He is the third string running back from the Houston Texans. And I know it's the Houston Texans, but this week they're playing up against Jacksonville. And so he has a huge possibility that he could have a blow up game. And I only say this huge possibility because David Johnson as a right now, Sunday morning, he was ruled out with uh, COVID-19 Rex Burkhead, the second string he's out with a, I think a calf injury. So it, it's all up to David Johnson. If David Johnson is going to be out this week against Jacksonville a hundred percent put Royce Freeman in. Uh, I think this past week he had, um, what was it like 16 points? Uh, he had, he had a good amount of points and, uh, he had 11 rush attempts and eight targets. That's pretty darn good for a running back, especially since he's going to be the only running back they have. He's going to take the entire workload for the Houston Texans. And I could see him gain a lot of points. Yeah, Yeah, man, I agree, uh, with that, uh, in Miami with that predicament going against Jacksonville. Like I said, I think uh, Tua is going to have a big game, but I definitely think that Royce Freeman is going to have an even bigger game because he is pretty productive in the passing game. Against us, he only played one half. Or no. Yeah, yeah, he only played in one half. So, I mean, he had six catches for, I think, 50 yards. No, yeah, 51 yards, and... He only played in the third and fourth quarter because that's when uh, Rex Burkhead got hurt. So I think he is going to have a big game against Jacksonville. Uh, they are pretty fast at the corner position and stuff like that. But Royce Freeman was a big boy when I saw him. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he was knocking uh, some of our corners around and getting those extra yak yards. So well, yeah, he I, tore I it up in Denver. Uh, I liked him since then. Uh, fortunately, Philip Lindsay, he's out in, with COVID as well, I think. Um but, yeah, Royce Freeman, I could definitely see him tearing it up and actually saving a lot of people uh, this week if David Johnson is not available. Remember, that's a huge if. If he is available, don't pick him up. Uh, his production is probably not going to be that great. But, yeah, yeah. Um, also, yeah, another guy, uh, he's not going to be starting, but he's going to be taking the role of a second or you know a third down back. I'm talking about Dearness Johnson. Uh, so Kareem Hunt got injured once again. So he is out. I think he's going to be out for the rest of the regular season. And Dearness Johnson is going to be in there. He's not going to take up the the load. He's just going to be that pass catching back. I mean, he's only only 11% of rosters, so he cannot hurt you. And they're going up against Las Vegas, then Green Bay, and then Pittsburgh. Green Bay might be a little bit of a challenge, but I could definitely see uh, the Browns struggling and trying to get quick passes out to their running back. And who is that? That's Dearness Johnson. So I see a lot of points coming his way. Um, so that's a good uh, RB3 to have in your league. Or if you're playing a, a dynasty fantasy football league, if you need that many running backs, I think Dearness Johnson is ideal for y'all. Yes, sir. Uh, another guy I want to talk about. Uh, sorry, earlier I made a mistake. I said that Royce Freeman was on the Miami. Uh, yeah, I know. I, just, I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, he's on the Texans. My bad. Uh, I want to talk about the guy that actually used to be on the Texans, but is now on the Dolphins. Uh, since those teams somehow always make a bunch of trades. Uh, but his name is Duke Johnson. He's only owned in 1.2% of leagues. Uh, 
right now the situation in Miami, like I said earlier, they have all of their running backs out. Like there's nobody healthy besides Duke Johnson. So he's going to be the guy to carry the load. They're going up against the New York Jets, uh, who are historically bad against running backs. Um, the one time that he did play the entire season, because, of course, he's like the third or fourth string, uh, he only had four carries, but he had 18 yards. And that team was against the Jets. <laughs> so that was the only game that he played, luckily, like miraculously, that he showed that he, he is able to pound the rock. Uh, I mean, a six, uh, six yard per carry or no, 4.5 yard per carry. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, so I see him not being extraordinary like it says on the fantasy app. It says he's supposed to get 16 points. I see him getting like 12 to 14 at max. Uh, maybe they use him inside the red zone. I know that the Jets are historically bad inside the red zone passing. So maybe they use him to pound the rock in there. Maybe he gets two touchdowns, hopefully. But uh, I think he's a guy to pick up because he is their only option there. Unless the Jets – I mean, unless Miami gets totally, like, bum-rushed by the Jets and they get, like, uh, shut out, which I don't see happening at all. <laughs> uh, he's he's a good guy to have as a running back three or a flex if you're struggling in those positions right now. You have a lot of injuries. Nice, nice. Uh, one group I, – I just lost my train of thought right now. I don't know how – but uh, one group of running backs that I want that I would advise to stay away from are the Buffalo Bills running backs. And it's not that they're bad. It's not that they can't find a rhythm. I don't know what they're trying to do in the running back position because Knox, I mean, he was playing very well. Uh, Brita, he, he's a speedster, and he, he's proven that he could be a lead back. And they also have uh, Devin Singletary. But he doesn't get that many points. But when you really look into it, the Buffalo Bills are averaging – 17 rush attempts they're averaging 17 rush attempts so why are they getting rid of the the running game i, I have no idea i i get that you're stacked offensively but you sh- no team should be averaging 17 rush attempts that that's just horrible so fantasy wise you want to stay away uh from the buffalo bills running backs also unless you want to roll the dice out advise to stay away from the Philadelphia running backs with Miles Sanders, Gainwell, and uh, Scott. So you just you don't know uh, who they're going to like that day. I mean, one of those guys is going to blow up, but it's just like a little roulette. You, you do not know who's going to tear it up that, that game, especially if Miles Sanders comes back healthy, then they're just totally going to be splitting that backfield. Yeah, stay away from that. Yeah, true that. <laughs> um as far as wide receivers vince i know some people do struggle with wide receivers uh there is one wide receiver i talked about was it two weeks no last week and uh i like him going forward so Jalen waddle has been tearing it up for the miami dolphins but that's because it's only been him now he's gonna be splitting that field with veteran Devontae Parker, some guy who's always been reliable. He's only owned in 19% of rosters. And the last time he played was against the Giants. Coming back from an injury, he scored 11.20 points. I could see that going much higher. He was playing, that was his first game back, and then he had a bye week last week. Now you're going to see 100% healthy Devontae Parker going against the 
the New York Jets. Then after that, the Saints and the Tennessee Titans. You got very favorable matchups there. So Jalen Waddle is going to be producing some points, but he's also going to be sharing some of that with Devontae Parker. I think he'll be a great pickup for any fantasy league. I think he is a, a definite uh, start at flex position uh, to help you uh, proceed and win your playoff games. Yeah, man, I agree. Uh, I have his stats right here, too. I was going to talk about him as well. We got the same mindset with receivers. Uh, But the last three times he's played, uh, he's got 17, 16. And then, like you said, the last time he played it was 11.2 points. Uh, So he's very consistent when he's in. Uh, He gets the ball. And usually it's for, like, mid to uh, long routes because he is that big-bodied catching guy. So I I agree. He's, He's a definite pickup. Uh, the only reason I didn't have him on my fantasy this year is because he missed already seven games in the season. So I think last year I had him and he was he was good when he was healthy. But that that's his problem. He needs to stay healthy. So hopefully this bye week helped him and he has a monster game against the Jets. Oh, yeah, especially if they're only relying on one running back. He's, he's going to have to have a break at some point. You know, they're going to be passing the ball a little bit more than usual. But I still think the running back position is going to get a lot of points. But, yeah, definitely Devontae Parker is a good pickup. Yeah, man. Uh, Another guy who's kind of the same as him, in my opinion. He's been doing pretty well lately. He's not on a big-name team or anything like that. He plays for the the Lions. But he's (laughs) he's been their guy lately. I mean, I think I talked about him last week. Uh, He scored 24.8 points in Week 13 against the Minnesota Vikings. And he had a tough matchup this week against Denver. And he still got passed the ball 12 times, and he got eight receptions, and he got 73 yards. He didn't score a touchdown this uh, week like he did the week prior. But, I mean, 15.3 points for a guy that plays on the Lions, I mean, I I would take it. And he's going against Arizona this week, so it's going to be another tough matchup. But after that, he plays Atlanta, and then he plays my Seahawks. And from what I saw, uh, the way this guy is playing – uh, we couldn't bottle up Cooks for nothing, man. Uh, of course, Cooks is a, a star receiver, but the way Amon Ross St. Brown is playing, um, he's pretty good as well. So I could see him torching us up a little bit. I don't see the Lions beating us, but uh, I do definitely see him getting some points. So I think he's a good pickup to keep on your bench, see how he plays against Arizona. And I think in Atlanta, he's going to make some noise because the last time he played, a defense that was in the green, uh, he had 24.8 points. So I see him being consistent, especially when he's getting 12 targets in the last two games. Nice, nice, man. You got any receivers? Devontae Parker was the only one I want to talk about today. But like I said, it's it's more not the quantity. It's just you got to really pick and choose who you're going to uh, be putting your waiver against. Since yeah. there's going to be a lot of comp. I think those two guys are the top guys to get. I wanted to talk about Jalen Guyton. He plays for the the L.A. Chargers. Uh, but right now, Keenan Allen is on COVID, and that's why he's been playing a lot, and he's he's been scoring a lot too. He had 19 points in Week 13 against the Bengals and 20 points against the Giants this past week. But he he's more their deep route guy. Uh, lately, he only gets like three targets but he catches everything that's thrown to him uh, he's he's a big guy he's like mike williams but younger um so he's their deep route guy i i wouldn't waste 
something on him right now because he's going against Kansas City. But uh, with Keenan Allen coming back, I think his production is going down. Um, but he is their deep ball guy, so if you believe in him, uh, I really don't after Keenan Allen comes back. I don't think he'll have the same stat line. He'll have like one or two targets like he usually does, and he only averages about like four points. So uh, I just wanted to give him credit. He's been doing amazing. And I think in the future for next year, uh, he's going to be a guy to look at. But yeah, other than that, I mean, nobody else is consistent enough. Nobody is eye-popping. So usually it's just the guys that you got right now and then really you're trying to get those running backs. So save your waiver wires for the running backs. Yeah. Must pick up running backs. Uh, even if it's just for a week, every week counts. Every point counts. It's going to suck if you're in the playoffs and you lose by uh, two points or 0.5. And it, it, it happens. It happens all the time. So um, make sure you get the best possible lineup, the best possible outcome. Uh, look at your waiver wires. Uh, look at the available players. Uh, look at your your feed. See who people are dropping. You know, may, maybe they are desperate. They need to pick someone up, and all they have is a good bench. And they drop that, and it's a good opportunity. But look at the matchups. That's going to help you out. Uh, but speaking of matchups, let's talk about defense. Now we're going to get into defense, and defense is a crucial part. Same thing as a tight end position because the more points your defense gets – bigger possibility you're going to win. I know that sounds like, oh, well, duh, right? But in average, defense usually average, you know, five to seven points. If your defense could get more than that, then you could potentially lock the game because that's basically another player playing for you. And that's how it's supposed to be. So if you're like me, I switch up my defense every week, but you want to look at the long run now. So my first defense for week 15 that I would like to see other people pick up, which they're not owning a lot of leagues, surprisingly. But I got the Tennessee Titans. They're playing up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, yeah, uh, I know Vince just said that Big Ben could tear them up. But that doesn't mean that the Titans are not going to score a lot of points defensively. Uh, Big Ben does make a lot of mistakes. And I do think the Titans could capitalize on that, where their defense has been helping the offense out a lot lately this past season. Uh, next up, I doubt they're available. I got the Arizona Cardinals against the, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions just... They just seem that they're still trying to figure themselves out. I feel like now that's a back half of the season. They're going to start experimenting with certain players, certain plays. Uh, Cardinals should have that game locked down. Uh, next up, I got the Minnesota Vikings against the Bears. It's a divisional game. I get it. But Justin Fields, he doesn't have that culture just yet. Uh, the Vikings are going to play rough like they always do. Their defense is pretty solid, and especially if they're trying to make a run to get into the playoffs then they're going to have to win out because uh, the teams that are ahead of them, they have all the tiebreakers, so it's a must-win for the Vikings. Now, the last one I have, my least confident out of the four, I have the uh, San Francisco 49ers going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Like I said, it just really depends on what Niners team is coming to show up that day. I mean, their defense is pretty much you know steady and consistent with points, but they have a huge possibility to really get a lot of points on defense against the Atlanta Falcons, especially last week where the Atlanta Falcons uh, were very disappointing and did not utilize Kyle Pitts to his fullest potential. And then their their biggest threat and wide receiver besides Kyle Pitts is Russell Gage. I could definitely see the Niners just taking care of business up front and, you know, making them an example. 
of why they should be in the playoffs. But, oh, yeah, also, it, it is a must-win for the Niners, too, because the Falcons are trying to go up uh, in the playoffs. So if the Niners beat out the Falcons, they have that tiebreaker over them just in case they do tie in records. So it is very crucial for the Niners to win that game as well. So, yeah, that's my defense. Not bad, man, not bad. Uh, I wanted to highlight maybe the Dolphins. They're going up, up against the Jets. Um I think maybe they'll do all right. They're averaging like a little bit less than one interception per game. And then I think like a little bit less than 2.5 sacks per game as well. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't believe in uh, the Jets' uh, new QB of the century, you know. I, I didn't like when they drafted Wilson. I didn't think he was going to be anything, especially going into that team. But – I think maybe the Dolphins can have a good defensive game. They haven't had one in a while, and usually they have at least one every four to five weeks. So in my opinion, I think maybe the Dolphins as well. They're six and seven. They're on a a good little winning-type streak right now, even though they just lost. But uh, they've been climbing up on the ladder, and the Jets are still three and ten. So I think maybe the Dolphins are a good defense to pick so far if you can't find any of the ones that AJ talked about, because th- this is definitely number five on the list. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that too. And it's kind of tough when you see teams like uh, Jacksonville against, uh, uh, what was it, Houston? You're just yeah. like, uh, yeah, did they cancel each other out or what? <laughs> a negative times a negative equals a positive, and you don't know what to do there. <laughs> it's going to be a 0-0 zero, zero tie. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I honestly, I do think Jacksonville's a better team mm-hmm. there but I feel like Houston's going to come out with a win, uh, in my opinion. I like Davis Mills a lot. Um, I Yeah, he played very well against us. I do. I, I just think he needs a better offensive line. I mean, that's both sides. Uh, your, your offense cannot run with a poor offensive line. It, it is a huge impact on each team. And Davis, like quarterbacks, like rookies, Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence, they have a lot of potential, but it comes down to the offensive line. Kind of like what we talked about yesterday, their head coach, and if they believe in them or not. And Houston Texans, they have a lot of play for. I mean, they're the, the garbage can of the NFL right now. No one takes them seriously because the organization was trash because of they, they got exposed, you know, with J.J. Watt coming up and saying what he said, DeAndre Hopkins coming up saying what he said, and, and Deshaun Watson doing what he's doing. But now you have another organization that's in the dumpster fire right now with Urban Meyer. I mean, they're both playing not not to win the game, not not for a playoff chance. They're playing to, for their own respect, saying, you know, hey, man, we have a future. And right now, I think the Texans have more to lose than the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. But yeah, that's yeah just- man, it's, it's just it's just too too dirty there in Jacksonville right now. Uh their, their mindset is totally off the field as an organization, and it, it travels down to the players because they're frustrated with everything. So usually affects their play, and I think that's why this past week they got shut out. Uh, so, but, yeah. Sucks to see it, but sometimes it <laughs> happens, man. Yep, and pay attention this week, guys. We got a lot of games. We got Thursday night football. We got Saturday football. We got two games Saturday, and then Sunday, and then Monday. It's going to be such a great weekend. Unfortunately, I'm working. This is the last, hopefully the last week I work until I take off for vacation uh, down there in the Valley. So if you're down in the Valley, hit me up. I'll be down for a whole week. 
uh, we'll have some fun. But yeah, this this week's gonna be fun. We got Thursday night football, uh, two Saturday football games, uh, Sunday all day football, then Monday night football, just nonstop. We're just missing out on Friday, but uh, I mean, you know, Fridays are for the boys, right? Thank you. But <laughs> a lot of people won't agree with me there. Um, I, I'll stop right there. But let's talk about Thursday night football. Let's finish this uh, this fantasy talk up. Let's talk about Thursday night football. And we have an interesting matchup. We got the L.A. Chargers against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the first time they played, it was also a primetime game, I believe. And, man, they it was a good game. Yeah, I think that was one of the highest scoring games in, in the league that year. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is on. Justin Herbert was had ice in his veins. Uh, it was just, it was just nuts. I think that's the game that uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire got hurt too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Williams came in and just he was like, "Hey, man, I got this." But it's going to be a great game. And honestly, I think the the favorable team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, but I'm going to say different. I think I'm going to have the Los Angeles Chargers. Here's my board up. It's not as colorful as yesterday, mm-hmm. but I got bolts up. I got the Chargers going up, coming out, and proving their dominance to that division. Uh, right now, uh, they are down, but they did beat them the first time. I think they'll come out stronger than ever. It's a divisional game. It's going to be close no matter what. But I think the Chargers are going to assert their dominance and remind the people out there that they are a very strong team and that they are still a Super Bowl contender. So cool, I got the, the Chargers there. Cool. I, I didn't draw on my board. I don't feel like drawing on it. Right this <laughs> uh, kind of sore from yesterday's workout on my back and stuff. But uh, I, I had, I would have to agree. I think the Chargers are going to do very, very well, and I think it's going to be another game that goes down to the wire. But I think right now, with everybody healthy in Kansas City, I think it's just going to overpower them. Uh, if Keenan Allen comes back, I think it's definitely going to be a factor. So the, the Chargers could win, but I have Kansas City winning slimly uh, 31 to 28. I think it's going to come down to a field goal and uh, either Kansas City makes a field goal or L.A. misses the field goal. And that's how I think it's going to play out. So yeah. I, I got Kansas City. Uh, I had to choose separate from AJ here. I think our records are tied right now. In the oh, is it? Football. Yeah. Oh, so... I know my Thursday football games are all out of whack because of Thanksgiving. So thanks I mean, a lot, yeah, Dallas. I know, so, right? Freaking <laughs> Turkey Day was a horrible pick. Horrible, day horrible day. I think Monday Night Football, I'm thriving. I know I lost last night, but I think I'm really far mm-hmm. ahead. Um, yeah. But dang it. Who, yeah, and then we got to catch Reed. We got to catch Reed. <laughs> you know him. He likes to talk a lot. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> we got a couple uh, more weeks to hopefully catch up to him. Yeah, guys, but I know fantasy football is coming, you know, slowly coming to an end. So we're here to uh, help grind you out. And we got some big announcements coming up after fantasy season. So stay tuned. We're not going away. We're still going to be providing a lot of videos. So uh, just stick with us, man. We got a big announcements coming up, especially in the holiday season. We'll probably announce it uh, during the holidays. But um, thank you, everyone, for being here. And hopefully uh, you're in the playoffs. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to us, you should be in the playoffs obviously right um but yeah until next time you guys we'll see you guys on the waiver wire and good luck in fantasy playoffs hopefully you guys make it we believe in y'all until next time catch you later